This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hi, and welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name's Chris, and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First, we'll talk a little bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guest to read the preamble, the AA preamble, which is read at the beginning of every meeting. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. Thank you. So what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you are an alcoholic, you're at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our our definition of alcoholism is that it's an allergy of the body combined with an obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up the first one. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. 
the 12-step program of recovery which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This program has a proven track record of helping otherwise hopeless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains 96.9 FM. We're just about to interview an AA member who's going to share her experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. This morning we've got Denise. And um, would you like to introduce yourself, Denise, and give us a quick sketch about who you are and how long you've been sober, stuff like that? Sure. Hi, my name is Denise and I'm an alcoholic. Um, Just for today, I'm really grateful to be here um, to share my experience, strength and hope. And I hope this helps other people to understand my journey of alcoholism and to identify the similarities. I have been sober just over 21 years. I went into rehab um, February 15th, 2001, and I was able to go to a halfway house here in Christchurch, and from there on in my journey began. Um, As the alcoholic, I know just for today that I am an alcoholic. Uh, It's gone through many, many generations in my family. And I talk about myself more than anyone else because it's about me identifying as the alcoholic. I hit my rock bottom in more ways than one, home front, work, sports, and also within myself. Um, For me, as the individual, I had to accept the fact that I have got this disease of alcoholism. I was quite embarrassed when I first came in. I was very, very angry. I was angry at the world, unsure of what was happening, but I knew with my conditions, because I did not understand life without having a drink. I drank when I was happy, sad, mad, or glad. It didn't matter which way I went, I just drank. Um, and from there on on everything went to custard and I was welcomed into this 12-step program uh, from men and women and I'm really grateful to those that were here before me and still here today and also our newcomers I need to acknowledge the newcomers because I felt exactly the same I was afraid of life I didn't know what was on offer And when I found out that you just got told to keep coming back, no one told me to come back. They actually told me to get away. (laughs) You know, like, get out. I burnt my bridges, uh, people, places and things, situations, work, schooling with my children. You know, that didn't seem to bother me until life went downhill. As a mum, I can speak today as a mum today, 
And as a grandmother, I'm happy to say that my grandchildren have not seen me use any form of alcohol, uh, misbehave in funny ways. I still have those problems. But hey, I'm an alcoholic who strives to not pick up their drink. I don't have the drinking problem. I have a thinking problem. What I know today is that, you know, I'm blessed to know that I am not alone. I go to these 12-step meetings on a regular basis. This is not to say I am all that. I do that because I want to go and I need to go. So when I think I don't need a meeting, I go to a meeting. Um, And more so, when someone reaches out for the hand of AA, I would like to help the other alcoholic who reaches out. And it's been a really, really good path for me to get out of myself. Uh, Because it was always about me and no one else. And no one knew me better than me. No one knew what I was going through. However, when I listened to the similarities of this journey, I realized that I was not alone. And I'm not alone today. I've got a higher power. I call Teatua. Teatua is God in the Māori word. And I help wherever I can. When you said that you were told not to come back, did you mean not in AA? You meant... Out there at work, out there at sports events, uh, functions, any functions. Go away, Denise, and don't come back. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like that in AA, is it? We say keep coming back. Yeah. And we mean it. Yeah. 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 So how old were you, do you think, when you started drinking and how did it progress I started drinking at the age of 11, sipping on bottles in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. And from then, what happened? What was the progression? Can you remember? Today, I would say that we would be the warm fuzzies, got away from everything that was going on. And it felt really nice at the time. Absolutely, it was disgusting when I think about it today. (laughs) Yeah, so being absent. Very much. Big part of it. Yes. Yeah, and so what made you realise that you needed help? What what happened? Can you describe it? organisation here in Christchurch assisted me and my children, constantly realised that there was a problem with me and my drinking my behavior yeah and they're still my friends far know today yep and um within that alcoholism you've obviously you said you lost jobs but yes. what about relationships with family and friends and loved ones yes i lost a lot of relationships within my immediate family Although I travelled up and down the North Island, um, I was a state ward back in the day, uh, so life was pretty mixed up. But yes, everywhere I went, I caused havoc. Yeah. yeah. So you found your way to AA, and how did that actually come about? What Can you remember what happened? Yes. 
I I was asked to go to rehab. I needed help. And my three children at the time were assisted by a Māori whānau here in Christchurch while I went into rehab. Right, so they were all looked after and you were too, yeah. Yes. Um, how did you feel when you first got there? What? Yeah. I was afraid. I was yeah. really afraid, uncertain. Yeah, for sure. And did other AA members make you feel welcome? Yes, they did. Yeah. All cultures. Yeah. All cultures were coming together, sharing their experience, strength and hope. I was still detoxing from what I was told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how have you managed to stay sober? You know, describe your process if you can. <sighs> Sponsor, having a sponsor, working the steps, going to meetings, helping women and men, um, being mindful of boundaries. Boundaries are always good. And basically keep going. Yeah. So when you say sponsor, what do you mean by that? A sponsor is a... A woman, for me, who I strive to have similar. I aim basically for what I see in my sponsor um, and continue to help others because that's what she does, is help other people. Yeah, I think there's a bit of a saying, isn't it, that you know it was given to us freely, for fun and for free, and we need to pass it on to keep it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does that ring your bell? Sure does. In yeah. order to to keep what we have, we have to keep giving it away. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So obviously, when we all get together, there's difficulties. Did you have difficulties in AA? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> all the time, up and down. Yeah. You know, moody. Okay. Grumpy, okay. <laughs> Quiet, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and so what was the main thing that you did to, 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 to keep what you'd been given? I listened to the similarities of our men and women who have gone through similar stuff, if yeah. not better, worse. Yeah. And to keep coming back. Very yeah. much. How important has service been in your recovery? Yes. So my sponsor gave me my first position and the service I got was a literature person and I'll never forget it. I was afraid. I didn't even want to stand up and say my name, but I did. And I continued to be that service person for that group and very grateful because it gave me a voice. Because I didn't have a voice. I had a drunk voice. <laughs> Today I've got a voice where I can do stuff and say stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So 
how would you describe your, yourself in your life today? Today, I am a better person for not drinking, not taking any other mind-altering chemicals. I'm a caring person, sometimes too caring, but I, I need to learn that and keep learning. Helping others has been awesome. When I don't want to do it, I actually get up and do it and go and meet and greet. Just like the peers before me and those today, they show me the way to do things. Like coming here, sharing my experience, strength and hope on the radio station. Anxious, but okay with it and following it through because I said I was a gunner and I never did anything when I was in active addiction. Drinking alcohol was paramount. Today, that's not the decision I choose. So, how's your life changed? You know, are you, you know, back in employment or doing other things or hobbies or? Oh yes. So today, everything in my house is legal. Everything (laughs) is. um, I'm legal on the road. Everything I wear, I own. It's not borrowed or handed to me. Um, been in and out of jobs because I love working. I think I'm a workaholic too. Oh, I'm still working on that one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you got to have fun in AA, and we're not a glum lot. And I love having fun. Yeah, I've got to have fun. Because <laughs> I spent a lot of money and time drinking. I'll do the same to have fun with others too and what about your relationships with your friends and family and loved ones in sobriety (laughs) has that changed yes it has Uh, the old associates that I have they know that I'm in this 12 step program they don't come to see me but they see me out in society today my friends in AA are valid friends. I cherish what I have, relationships with them, and new ones. Yeah. So, um, have you got goals for your future? Oh, I sure do. <laughs> if you want to share them, that'd be lovely. Um, so, my goal is to uh, get my license on a helicopter. Um, I'm going to have lessons. I've done a few bungee jumps um, up and down the North and South Island. Um, geez, I've done quite a few things that I never thought possible. Going over overseas is a big thing, you know, because us as for myself as an alcoholic, I never thought I could get out of the country. But actually, I already had a passport when I was 21 because I was a legal person that was 21. <laughs> but I just needed to renew it. But yes, there are lots of things I want to do. That's great. And they say everything's possible. Yes. Yeah. So AA is described as a spiritual program. What does spirituality mean to you? How does your life differ? How does spirituality differ from religion? Mind over matter. When the head and the heart connect, um, I'm good to go. When I'm when I'm sitting with self and God, Chiatua, pause when agitated, breathe, 
and eat lots of food. Food and food. Junk food, chocolate's good. Sorry about it, but I always eat chocolate. <laughs> yeah. You can't be arrested for being in charge of a bar of chocolate, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Roger that. <laughs> so how would you describe life lived on a spiritual basis? What does it look like? It's an easier, softer way to live. Um, it's easier to be clean and sober than what it was when I was in the realm of drinking and misbehaving would be the better way to talk about that. Yeah. So if there's any listeners out there that think they might have a drinking problem, what advice would you give them? What, what would you suggest for them? If you think you have a drinking problem, come to a meeting or ring the 0800 number that we have worldwide. Um, and come and come and sit down and listen. Um, we meet with open arms, tea and coffee, biscuits, cake, <laughs> <laughs> lots of cakes. But yeah, if you want what we got, and you think you've got a drinking problem, come along. Yeah, we don't need to be shy. Just come along. Mm. Denise, thanks so much for coming on our show and sharing your story with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. For our listeners, if you've related to anything that you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the website at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800 AA Works. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Mm. Um, And also at that website, there's access to all of the literature that AA um, publishes and supports, and that's a, that's a good place to start. Um, join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experiences. Our show airs every Monday at 5.30pm on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our pa- past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz or you can download, subscribe and listen to podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. So we're right up there with all the modern technology. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, we can help. You don't have to do it alone. And we'll now close the show with the serenity prayers we do in every AA meeting. So oh, God, grant me the serenity, serenity to, to accept, accept the things, things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and, and wisdom, wisdom to know the difference. difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.